center of the scene. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. And you know what they say? They say the mind is a battlefield. Today, we're going to say the mind is a corn maze. Corn maze. I hate corn mazes a lot. That can be scary, right? So, fun story. Okay. Um, I went on a corn maze in the mountains because I was in North Carolina, and that's what everybody does yeah. in October. Oh. Yeah. And so we went to the mountains and we got in this corn maze and I can barely find my way out of my house some days. So not the place for me. And we had little kids with us and, um, it was a haunted corn maze at a certain hour. And so we were stuck in there. We were stuck in the opposite side and I can hear the chainsaws starting to rev up. I would not like that one bit. Girl, I was freaking out because like my fight or flight, man, I'm going to punch somebody. That's right. I'm going through the through the maze. I ain't stopping. I'm not taking the path. Like y'all are just came with that chainsaw. It's about to get real up in here. Wow. I've only been in them like during the day, full sun, absolutely not haunted, and that's bad enough. Well, so we started out early enough that we should have been okay, but you know, <laughs> it was a little tricky. A little tricky. And you know, so is the mind. The mind is a little tricky, and I think we can all relate to the fact that, especially over the past few months. Our thoughts can overwhelm us. Our fears, our insecurities, those memories that chatter and kind of swirl around in our brain and in our mind that can try to overtake us and overwhelm us. Um, I've been trying to specifically focus on things like, tell me something good that happened in your day or what's the one thing that you, you have to look forward to? What's the good news? Like all these positive things because the mind does such a good job of taking us down the wrong path and the scary path sometimes. It's this wild maze in there. And I started thinking about that and scripture gives us a lot of details on the mind. It says that the mind is wicked, sinful, depraved, deceived, easily led astray, and worldly. I mean, you can check out these verses for yourself. Um, we'll, we'll list them. We'll do that. We'll put them up there, but I'm not making that stuff up. And so, if I was having a party and you called to tell me you were bringing a friend and you described her as, well, she's a little wicked, sinful, depraved, a little deceived, easily led astray, a little worldly, but I'm going to bring her along. Of course, I would be like, sure, great. So you're bringing Melissa of the 90s? <laughs> yeah, or Allison of the... She was super fun. <laughs> yeah, I know, super fun. Not not the best influence. Right. You'd be like, uh, or maybe not. Um yeah, like, just kidding, we canceled the party. <laughs> exactly. We had to reschedule we because got the of the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think we'll be able to use that one, right? About then. So, yeah, <laughs> it's getting old. It's getting old already. It was, it was old four weeks ago. So, you know, knowing that about my mind, I love and I'm so thankful that God knew that that was going to be so important because, you know, if you think about it, when you're entering in a corn maze, like if when you had entered that corn maze, if you had had a map and you knew what to anticipate and you you knew at least a little bit of how to maneuver through the maze, it would have given you a little more confidence, right? It had been a lot less discouraging, unnerving, scary. And so dealing with all these fears and insecurities and crazy stuff that goes on in our brains, if we can use the map that the Bible's given us by, that tells us the truth about our mind, that it will lead us astray if we aren't, just like we spoke about last week, listening to God's whisper, following his, his row in the maze, um, his way out, it can, 
it can easily lead us astray. And so if we know that, it's a lot easier to tackle the mind and overcome it. Yeah, you know when you go to corn maze, they like give you the flag and you can hold it up and have someone surrender you? Oh, we didn't have a flag. Maybe it's just me. I must have been in the easy (laughs) corn maze. I was in the toddler corn maze or something. But like, it's your flag, right? Yeah. It's your white flag. I surrender. God, tell me the truth. Yes. Yeah. Show me the way. Get me out of here. Right? Because I am am lost. But, you know, there there are ways out of the corn maze. So, you know, what's interesting is I love listening to uh, Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she's a neuroscientist. It's a really big word that I probably shouldn't She's a lot smarter than we are is what that means. Yeah, lots of words, lots of letters before her name. Anyway, so she said, um, you know, your mind has these pathways. And so think about if you were to go to a forest and you didn't know which way to go. And so you just took this one path, right? There are no paved paths yet. So you took this one path um, and then you came back and then the next time you came, like the path wasn't great, but what are you going to do? You're probably going to take that path again yeah. because at least you've been there before, right? There's some comfort there. There's Even if it's comfort. scary and dark in there, at least that gives you a small sense of comfort. Think about when we go to church and we go week to week. The first, we still sit in the same seats that we sat in the very first time we went to our church. And that was like over 12 years ago. Girl, I'm going to come to the 415 service. <laughs> Y'all see? We'll I mean, we are. are creatures of habit. That is so true what she says. Yeah. And so basically you create this rut for your thoughts. And then it becomes a mindless thing that you automatically think that way. And the mind is like, hee, hee, hee. Yeah. I've got her. And she's already been down this path before. But the thing is, it takes you darker and further and deeper into that place every single time you go. Oh, right? my gosh. Yeah. And so instead, we have to create new pathways. It's going to take work on our part, which is what we've been talking and about And truth. Yeah. And truth, for sure. Recognizing what those thoughts are that are churning around. And, you know, that's interesting. So we have a friend who has done some neurofeedback is what they call it. It's not biofeedback. I don't know what that is, but it's different. And it's essentially, apparently a lot of athletes do it as well for concentration and that sort of thing. But um, this particular friend did it for anxiety and they explained it um, as your brain, exactly what this um, doctor said, your brain has been going down this one path. It has this one connection. When it when it starts to worry, it goes straight to this one tragic um, event that you experienced. And that's not all scary things in your life. They're not that bad. And so this neurofeedback would create alternate paths, but it would help you, I guess, speed that process along to create alternate paths. So it's like if something scary is happening, it doesn't mean that you're going to die, even though you almost did, right? Or in that situation, it doesn't mean everything you experience is going to be like that. So you, it helps create these other pathways. And God's truth certainly shows us that when we're studying his word. Yeah, so did it work? Yeah, it did. It did work. And many, I mean, they're, I think, like book solid. I mean, especially for athletes and people with anxiety, I think it really helps with ADD. I mean, we're not a science show, but I do know this person personally. Thankfully. Yeah. Woo, now y'all really would be in trouble then. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, the other thing is once you recognize that, you've got to fill your head. we got to take care of our head. we got to recognize our enemy, which is our mind, and 
we've got to um, harness those thoughts that churn, around, uh, churn away in there, and then we've got to fill our mind with the truth of God's promises, you know, and His love for us instead of letting those negative things take over. Because I'm telling you, I can go down some scary roads in my mind. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the one thing I heard from Dr. Caroline Lee that blew me away is she said we have over 50,000 thoughts a day. And I was sitting there going, I, I don't have 50,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot of thoughts, right? <laughs> and if I do have 50,000 thoughts a day, what am I thinking? It, it, it's, so it got me really paying attention to what was going on. Yeah. And when I figured out the thoughts that were running in the back of my head, kind of like um, a reel that you don't pay attention to, but it's kind of always playing in the background like the music in uh, the elevator when they finally stop. Yeah. So you're like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. And so when I heard those thoughts that I was thinking about myself, I thought, oh, my gosh, I would not go to lunch with myself. I'm a wow. terrible enemy of myself. And so in the Bible, in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says that, we hold captive every thought. Mm. And I thought, well, if the Bible tells me to do that, I think I'm going to try to do that. And that's so a, that's going to take a lot of work with 50,000 a day. I, I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm up to 10. I got 10. <laughs> <laughs> but it says that we take captive every thought and we uh, make it obedient to Christ. Mm. And so I was like, well, to Christ's word. Right. And so um, I would have to stop and say, well, why am I feeling that way? Because our thoughts make feelings, right? Yeah. What am I, why do I suddenly feel sadness? Oh, because I just saw on an Instagram post that somebody is on the beach, uh, not right now, but you know, someone is actually out on the beach and enjoying a vacation and I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so how does that make me feel? It makes me feel sad, but shouldn't I be happy for them? And does that make me less of a person because I can't go to the beach? No. So that thought doesn't need to be there, right? Um, doctor. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Harnessing it. You're harnessing it instead of just letting it take root. You're like lassoing that sucker and throwing it over the corn. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, like you were saying, um, you know, you get there faster. So in the beginning, I would feel sad for 15 minutes and go, wait, why do I feel sad? I don't remember I feel sad. Never mind. I don't feel sad anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! This is great. Really good. <laughs> so if you have ADD, this is really going to be easier for you. <laughs> right. And, but then, you know, now I'm, I'm so aware of them. Yeah. I can snatch them out of the air, like Gosh. figuratively. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really one on um, listening to lots of podcasts and studying the mind and all kinds of stuff. And so I listened to a podcast by Ed Milet, and he's an entrepreneur. Um, he's like, go get him. You got this. You know, real positive guy. Yeah. And he had this guy on recently, and his name was Dr. Daniel Amen. And Dr. Daniel Amen says that we have an ant problem, every single one of us. You know what ants are? Don't. Okay. I mean, I do know what the little black ants are. Yeah. Well, imagine. And they hurt if they bite. And they're like pesky. Yeah. And well, but we need some good pest control if we've got ants. Yes. But his ants are your automatic negative thoughts. Mm. So if I walk in the mirror, look in the mirror and I go, oh, girl, like if I'm expecting to see myself in the mirror and think, girl, you're looking bad today. Well, yeah. I'm already going to see that. Right. But if I go, you did a really good job yesterday, you know. Fucking those eyebrows. Fucking your eyebrows <laughs> and your chin hair. <laughs> then I'm going to see a different you. And so he has uh, a thing to do with those thoughts. Mm -hmm. So he says you take the thought that you're feeling or, or thinking and you say, is this true? Um, that's number one. Number two, is it absolutely true? Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, I might have not eaten great yesterday, but that doesn't mean that I gained five pounds. That's or, what I say. Oh, I should have never had that dessert. I feel five pounds heavier today. Yeah, but then if well, you it's true. Well, yeah, it's true you had dessert, but no, it's not true that you gained five pounds from it. Right. So it's not absolutely true. So it's true. not absolutely true. And then how do you feel when you believe that thought? Well, I feel guilty right. and terrible if I believe that I'm gained five pounds from eating dessert. Now, how would you feel without that thought? Great. And I may have dessert again. Oh, I like this already. <laughs> yeah, so much better. Right. So Everything's now, better without those negative, guilty, shameful things that we throw on ourselves for sure. Yeah. So then you take that original thought that you had. Yeah. And you reverse Flip it with the opposite. So I lost five pounds when I ate that dessert last night. So that is actually complete <laughs> denial. So let's not go that far. <laughs> Just teasing. <laughs> I was hoping that would stick. You know, like maybe I can believe it and make it ha- make it so. Okay, <laughs> that is your test for the next ten days. Will you think eat dessert every night? <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, we'll get back on track now. Oh, we digress. Are we on track? Yeah. No, squirrel. <laughs> so change it. So take that thought and change it. And then when you start to feel that thought coming, like, oh, Allison, you're such a bad person because you ate that dessert last night and now you're useless. I can have dessert every now and then. Yes, with a healthy thought. And, you know, um, God's word actually says something about ants. Ooh. He Um, is the best pest controller. I know. This is, when they say that, like, the answers to your life is are all in the Bible. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, Proverbs 6, 6, I think that's what it is. Let me get it here. Proverbs 6, 6 says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler. So, mm. like, maybe we should rule our thoughts, our yeah. ants. And it's a lot easier to do that when we can recognize it for what it is. That right. it is always trying to deceive us. And make us sinful and wicked and take us in the opposite direction than God. And I think you said something a while back about how we need to um, take care of our of our minds. And I think that is so important. And I think if you think about your body, they always say, you know, we need to fill it up with good things, right? You are yeah. what you eat. Well, you are what you listen to and you are what you read and watch as well. Um, so what are the television shows that you're watching? What are the things that you're reading and filling your mind with? And I I remember, so specifically, I remember waking up one day and realizing I was working out at the Y. This was, I don't know, probably 14 years ago. And I was listening to my standard playlist that I'd always kind of listen to, run to, work out to. And the words hit me for the first time. I was like, oh, those words don't, they're not very nice. You know, and so um, I called my Bible study study teacher at the time. I was like, I'm going to need a CD of your greatest, uh, funnest, most tippest Christian (laughs) praise music. And I started listening to that. And from then on, except for the other night during quarantine, when I played, had Alexa play top hip hop 80s for my daughter and sang to MC Hammer and Beastie Boys in the kitchen and totally traumatized her for the rest of her life. But I changed all the music that I listened to, to praise and worship. Because what I realized was, whether I knew it or not, my mind, in the back of my head, and y'all may be like this too, all day it was um, running in the back of my mind, like, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Or, oh, that's, like, that shake your groove thing. <laughs> and I'm a 
terrible singer. Mm-hmm. We'll get Melissa to sing those. But it was all these these songs. And honey, I don't need anybody else telling me to shape my groove thing. I got to go the opposite, right? So I need those songs playing over and over again in the back of my head saying, your grace is enough. You know, I need those words of truth running over and over in the back of my mind that I'm not necessarily always paying attention to, but I need my mind recording that stuff and playing it back. And so you need to also think about what you're filling your mind with. Yeah, I mean, of course, we can go all the way into the your kids and the video games and all that stuff, but you all know how that goes. But, you know, saying that it is needs health, uh, Dr. Eamon says, it is brain health. It's not mental illness. It's mm-hmm. your brain is not healthy. And so your brain is an organ like your heart is an organ. But the difference is when your heart is not healthy, what happens? Uh, it fails. It fails. It causes other problems. And you can normally see something on the outside. That's right. Right. You see a visible change. And so you think, I want to fix this because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I can be shallow thinking, I need to make sure I look good so my heart's good. But that's interesting that you say that because usually people don't. They know they have high cholesterol or, and bad heart health, but they won't change their diet, even though they know, until something really bad happens, like they have a heart attack and they right. ended up in the hospital. And then they start to pay attention to their heart health. And sometimes that's what it takes for us, right? Yeah. I know that I've been there. Like it took a giant thing, right, for to, for the Lord to like shake it out of me. Yeah. Right? Like let's get to the root of this. Well, you know, and he says that your brain is an organ and it needs to be cared for. And only certain, you know, doctors and neuroscientists and stuff really focus on this aspect of the brain. Yeah. They just want to give you medication to fix your anxiety. Oh. Cover it up and give you some other problems. Right, but what else can you do? And so if you can just go check him out, he's got so much information on how to be preventative with your brain health, just like you are with your heart health, or your skin is the biggest organ, and make sure you're doing X, Y, Z with it. Yeah. And we never talk about the brain as an organ. That is so true. And we'll also post um, some scriptures that you should take some time looking up that remind us of who we are. Um, in Christ, who we really are, and not who our mind is trying to trick us into believing that we are, like Romans 5, 8, um, Romans 15, 7, there's Malachi three seventeen. We have several verses that we'll post for y'all to look up this week that just, it's the truth. And so fill up, the more we are filling up, the problem is, I always picture it like um, a vase with a hole in it, that's my brain. And so, (laughs) you know, I've got to continually fill up my mind with the truth of God's word and the truth of who I am in him, that I'm forgiven and loved and adored and beautiful in his eyes because my brain, there's a hole in it. And those words are so easily forgotten. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not reading that truth every day, then my mind will quickly take over. And so we can't stop. You can't read it today and take six months off and think that it's not, the truth isn't seeping out. You've got to continually fill your mind with that truth because the mind is always trying to trick us and take those truths away, for sure. I think one of my favorite um, words is you are chosen. Mm. Because, you know, so many of us feel like we don't measure up or we aren't loved by someone that should have loved us. And you are chosen, every single one of us. Every single one of us. Like, 
everybody listening, everybody not listening, you were chosen and Jesus decided that you were so worthy, that you were so enough, that he would die for you on the cross so that you could live with him eternally in heaven one day. Like, wow. If he didn't think you were, if you weren't chosen, if you weren't enough, he wouldn't have made that decision. Yeah, and the fact that he literally wants to be with you every day. Yes. He has lots of things to do, but he's never too busy or too important for each and every one of us. I mean, he's in this attic with us, and Buck, our uh, elf, Buck? I just named him. Um, oh, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, we're in this oh, attic space. Oh, yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> we're in the we're in the attic with our with our elk. <laughs> <laughs> he looks happy. I think he's singing. Yeah, we'll have to post this picture a few times. Yeah. We hope that this has helped y'all just sort of harness some of those thoughts in your mind and recognize the mind for what it is and look up some of those verses that tell the truth about what the mind is. Um, and I love that God felt, again, that it was important for us to know the character of our minds, enough to put these scriptures in his word because he knew that we would constantly in a, be in a battle with our minds. So we hope you win the war, girl. This week. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep trusting. And keep filling your mind up with the truth. Crank up that worship music. That's right. Until next time on The Sitter and the Saint.